Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. Gage, how you doing this week? Doing good, Brent. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, had a bye week for my Bengals, uh, week seven. Your Steelers got a win. Uh, kind of felt like you did last week when your team was on a bye and everybody else in the division won. Kind of felt like a loss for my team being off. I'm just happy it played out in the Steelers' favor. Um, I, I'm kind of going at this whole pick em thing as, you know what, go against the Steelers, and either way it's going to turn out as a win-win for me. So, Absolutely. Uh, so week eight, we're at week eight, yeah, coming up here. Uh, we'll be doing our pick ems. Last week uh, was not a very good week for <laughs> me or you, either one. <laughs> I somehow managed to go 500 at six and six, Oof. and you – Went four and eight. Uh, yeah. Dropping our overall uh, records. Mine's 55 and 44, and you're 54 and 45. Not the best showing from us last week, but, you know, I mean, everybody's got a down week every once in a while. Yeah, it definitely seems like there's a lot of surprises last week. Um, a lot of games that we both thought, oh, wow, easy win for this team, and they ended up losing, like, the Bills against the Patriots. Like, no one expects the Patriots to win that. Or the Vikings at nighttime against, well, you know, the yeah. 49ers. Uh, it's, I don't know. And the Bears and the Raiders. I mean, there's there was a few games that was just like, okay, hold on. Uh, I don't know. Well, you actually picked the Bears. I picked the, you know, the Raiders because I was like, well, they won't have fields, but that didn't matter at well, all. I- well, I mean, when the Raiders go and start Brian Hoyer, surprisingly, uh, you, you're basically throwing in the towel at that point. You're not asking to win. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, Thursday night game going on. Speaking of the Bills, who failed to the Patriots last week, they are going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Buffalo. Right now it's in the second quarter, and the Bills are up 10 to nothing. So this week I will not have to pick against Tampa Bay because they're already playing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this game, uh, I mean, you're getting close to the end of the first quarter there, and you're on the half-yard line, and you throw your, was he, six foot three, 230-pound quarterback in shotgun, and <laughs> try try to hand it off. Horrible play call. Get under center Actually. and do your own version of a, a tush-push, or hand it up, go goal line, throw a fullback in, and hand it off. The thing is, they ran a play just a little bit ago, and they did the tush push for a first down and got it. And it's like, okay, where was that at? <laughs> you know, when you needed it at the goal line, yeah, they, they ended cl- up scoring on the drive anyway. But yeah, they cleared a big opening on that tush push. Allen got like what four or five yards out of it. Yeah, so it's like, uh, okay, it, that didn't make any sense. Ball go on that goal line, but uh, I don't know. That's that's why McDermott's the head coach, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then also in their running backs, I it feels like Latavius Murray has been in the league forever. I mean, he had been on like seven or eight teams at this point. Yeah, I'm surprised they handed the ball to him a while ago, and he didn't get nowhere. But well, I mean, <laughs> he if, I, he has to be like forty or something. I mean, I I know that's probably an exaggeration. Hopefully, but he's old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I he, he, he and uh, Aaron Rodgers are competing for the oldest in the league right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, and also, Walgo, one thing that just kind of, I don't know, I was watching this game after Buffalo scored a touchdown, 
And it's whenever I go to a game, it's like this too. I saw them tossing around a beach ball in the stands, and it's like, come on, people. Do we really have to have a beach ball during an NFL football game? Are you not entertained enough to watch the game that you're knocking around a beach ball? Come on. Be better. Not only that, you're in Buffalo. Beach balls are for the summertime or, you know, nice and warm places. You're in Buffalo. It's probably like 30, 40 degrees there. Exactly. There is no need for a beach ball to even be in Buffalo in October. They should be banned. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, uh, let's go on and get into our pick'ems. All 32 teams play this week. Nobody is on a bye, surprisingly. But we will start out with the first game of the week. The L.A. Rams travel to Arlington, Texas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a six-point favorite. Gage, you've seen the Rams up close and personal last week. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, seeing the Rams up close and personal, like you said, um, surprisingly losing to Pittsburgh. They didn't hold Puka very well. He had eight catches for 154 yards. Cooper Cup, though, especially on the first couple drives, uncharacteristically having a few drops that very well could have changed the tide of that game. Um, I think they get back on track. Brett Maher is gone after missing, I think, two field goals and an extra point. I don't know who they're bringing in to kick. I don't know if they've even signed anybody yet, but they'll probably have someone who knows how to kick. Um, So that should be good for them. The Cowboys coming off a bye week. They should be rested up. I don't know if that will really matter, though, because the way the Cowboys have been playing, it hasn't been looking very good most times this season. I'm going to go the Rams here, um, and I don't know what the spread is. I forget what you said. Um, Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Rams here. Why not? Go the Rams. Uh All right, well, I'm going to go with the Cowboys here. They're coming off of that bye. Uh the Rams traveling onto the road. I mean, even when they're at home, they're a road team for the most part. Um, so it, it really won't matter if it's in Dallas or L.A. I think Dallas with a week off. Uh, neither one of these teams are really that impressive, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Much more potential than what they've shown already. Uh, but uh, I think Dallas will, will handle the Rams in this one for the 1 o'clock game Sunday, the first one of the week. The next one is an NFC North matchup. The Minnesota Vikings travel to Green Bay to face the Green Bay Packers. Minnesota is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. You got in this one? There has been two games this year when Kirk Cousins has gone absolutely ballistic and done great. And they have surprisingly been in prime time. First week against the Eagles, last week against the Niners. Uh, He's trying to change that narrative, but then when you look at these one o'clock games, he hasn't been nearly as good. That being said, though, the wide receiver won with Justin Jefferson out. Jordan Addison had two touchdowns last week. He's looking to continue on. He's got great potential. Kirk Cousins delivering him the ball. I mean, apparently, even when it's not on target and when it's in the defender's hands, Addison will still come away with it somehow. Um, The Packers, they had a hard time in the beginning of every single game this season. They lost a completely boring game to Denver last week. I think Kirk and Addison continue to dominate, maybe not nearly as much as what they did last week, but I think it'll be enough. 
I'll take Minnesota in this game, and I'll take the points. I'm going to go with you here. I'm going to take Minnesota. I think the Green Bay is just awful on offense. Uh, they get, like you said, they get off to a slow start every week, and it's just a boring team to watch overall. Just not the same Green Bay Packers teams that we're used to seeing. This one here is not very good. Uh, Minnesota looked pretty decent the other day. Uh, Kirk Cousins showed a lot more emotion and fire in that game. Uh, they showed him visibly, you know, upset and a few players, you know, players dropping balls and stuff and him missing, and it showed him, you know, with a little fire out there. And the emergence of Jordan Addison, uh, he looked like a wide receiver one out there the other night with Jefferson out. Uh, but I will take Minnesota, and they will cover that spread right there. The next 1 o'clock game will be the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tennessee to face the Tennessee Titans. Atlanta is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you liking that one? I feel this game's all going to come down to the Falcons' use of Bijan Robinson. Last week, I think he only had like one touch for three yards, thus leading the NFL to start an investigation on them. Um, for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill probably isn't going to play, and they already announced that Will Levis is going to be the starter, which surprised me because the little time that we saw Malik this year, he actually played pretty decent, I thought. Granted, it was garbage time, but still. Um, I think that the two and a half points is only because of uh Levis being the starter, and because of that, I think the Falcons get on track with the running game again. They get Kyle Pitts involved more, um, get Drake London going, Desmond Ritter, maybe more designed run plays for him. I'm gonna take the Falcons in this one, but I don't think they cover. I'm also going with the Falcons in this one too. Uh, I think they'll, I think they'll cover though. Uh, I think they win by a field goal. Uh, the Titans just their best game of the season was when they dominated my Cincinnati Bengals <laughs> earlier in the year. How in the world that even happened? Even with Ryan Tannehill out there, that should have never even been a game like that. But it happened. And since then, Tennessee has done nothing. Tannehill out. Uh, Will Levis is getting a start. Former UK football quarterback. Uh, but uh, like you said, Malik Willis looked pretty good. Uh, what I read was those two are going to be splitting time this Sunday. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that really works. Usually if you play two quarterbacks, they say that you have no quarterbacks. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. But uh, since it is in Tennessee and that defense, sometimes, you know, Jeffrey Simmons will come up and make some plays and stuff. Uh, I'll take uh, the Falcons, but uh, by about a field goal, we'll go with that. The New Orleans Saints will travel to Indy to face the Indianapolis Colts. This game is evenly matched, an even line. Gage, who you got in this one? Uh, even line, we love those type of games. Um, this, <laughs> this could be a sneaky good game, I think. Um, the Saints, they should have won last week. Their tight end, Moreau, uh, the ball just went off his hands for the touchdown. Um, and on the other side... The Colts got absolutely screwed. I They should have beat Cleveland, but you leave it up to the Zebras, and that's what happens. Um, the Saints do have a question mark in their lineup. Chris Olave earlier in the week got arrested for speeding. Um, I haven't heard if he's going to get like a one-game suspension or anything. I don't know if he would. So that's kind of a, a factor into this. 
Um, the Colts, they're looking to get Jonathan Taylor going again and get the ball into your playmaker's hands. Michael Pittman Jr., Josh Downs. I think they are a very underrated receiving core. Um, Gardner Minshew, he showed last week he can he can ball when he wants to. Uh, he had his first start a couple weeks ago where he maybe had some nerves, had some jitters. It looks like it all got ironed out. Give me the Colts on this one. Oh, well, I was uh, – like you said, Alave, I believe, is expected to play Sunday. Uh, he did get arrested earlier in the week. Uh, it may be a suspension later on down the line. But, uh, but uh, I think I'm going to go with the Saints in this one. They played pretty close last week. They, like you said, Moreau had it off his hands in the end zone wide open to lose that game. And I just think that – well, you know, I was going to say I think that the Saints – We'll go in and win this. But then again, the Colts did put up 38 last week, looking pretty good on offense. Uh, Minshew starting to get it going again here. Uh, that Cleveland defense was what we thought was, you know, an awesome defense the way they played all year, and, and the Colts put up 38 against them. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go with the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on this one. I'll go with the Colts. All right. I talked talk myself into it right there. <laughs> The next matchup, 1 o'clock, the New England Patriots travel to Miami to face the Miami Dolphins. Miami is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Last week, I said Bill Belichick might as well just hang him up if he can't do any better than that, and they go out and they beat the Bills. Gage, are you liking this one? Both of these teams, they had very surprising games, and yet on opposite sides of the spectrum last week. Miami took a loss to Philly, which I think we both expected Miami to win that one. Um, like you just said, the Patriots beat the Bills, which no one expected. Um, but after their first matchup earlier in the year, the defense is what really took over. Jalen Ramsey expected to be back. Don't know for sure, but he said that there's a chance he'll play this week. I think the defense will look to get after Mac Jones early. The offense will easily take over. Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I think they will take full advantage of um, a weekend Patriots defense. Give me Miami on this one, but I do not think they cover. I'm going to go with the Dolphins on this one, too. There will be no surprise in this game. Miami's going to come back after that loss. They're going to beat the Patriots. Like you said, it's going to be close, though, but even when Brady played for the Patriots, every time they went to Miami, it seemed like Miami knocked them off. Those Miami teams weren't as good. This Miami team is really good. Miami will win this game. I don't think they'll cover, though. I'm with you on that. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. <clears throat> New York Jets will face the New York Giants Sunday. The Jets are a three-point favorite. Uh, home game for both, but the Giants are the home team here. Uh, Gage, you like in this matchup? This one felt like maybe the hardest one to pick just because of how bad both teams are. Um, the Giants, they got Saquon back last week, I believe it was. But they still got Tyrod Taylor, who he has been playing bad. But, I mean, he hasn't been playing exactly the best either. He's going to draw this start. Um, they beat Washington last week in another boring game. The Jets are coming off a bye week. They're rested up. Um, I think that Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, 
they're going to try and carry this offense against uh, a defense that they they did pretty well last week against Washington, only holding them to seven points. Um, but I think they're just going to feast on Tyrod. I don't think he's going to be able to scramble much. Uh, he might throw a couple turnovers. Um, I'm going to take the Jets in this one. Uh, but I do think it will be close scoring. And uh, I, I'm not going to take the points. So the Giants last week, they give up seven to the Commanders. The week before, they give up 14 to the Bills. That defense is starting to play pretty good. Uh, Saquon's back. Tyrod's the quarterback, making some questionable audibles at the line with timeout or halftime coming up and no timeouts, uh, running the ball. Don't know what happened there. That was a couple weeks ago. But uh, the Jets have been playing a little bit better with Zach Wilson the last few weeks. They had a bye last week. I look for the Jets to stay on track here. I think it'll be a push. Jets will win by three. The over-under is 36-and-a-half. I am going to go with the under on that one. I, that, they're not getting 36-and-a-half between them two. That is a low under, low over-under, but they're, they're not hitting it. They're not hitting the over. It's going under, but the Jets will win this one. With that one, uh, surprisingly enough, I'd take the over on that one. I think, you know, oh. I think maybe one team's going to hit the 20s. The other one will be in the teens, maybe 17, 18. But uh, the Jets, I think, might score 24, 28 points this game. I was thinking like 17, 14 if we're lucky. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, the next 1 o'clock matchup is near and dear to your heart. The Jacksonville Jaguars travel to Pittsburgh to face the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jacksonville is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you got? Oh, man, this one. I would love to say all this good stuff about Pittsburgh. We were talking a little bit before we started recording here. Um, going back at the Rams game last week, if you let 24 points scored by the Steelers, then you deserve to lose. Um, questionable spot towards the end of that game with Kenny Pickett, quarterback sneaking it for the apparent first down. And even as a Steelers fan, I don't think he had the first down. Um, and I've said this a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. As long as Matt Canada is there, you will not hear me pick the Steelers again this season. Mainly for one reason. If they win and I pick against them, it's a win-win. If they lose and I pick against them, it's still a win for me, just not in nearly as good of a fashion. Um, and on the Jaguars' side, they love running the ball with Travis Etienne, and the Steelers have a horrible run defense. So give me Jacksonville. Give me the points on this one. Jacksonville is the team that defeated the Saints last week on that last-second uh, miss, catch, drop pass in the end zone by Morrow. The Jaguars have been on a roll the last few weeks. Uh, they started out pretty good in London in the uh, Toy Story game. And just every week, like three or four games in a row now, they're starting to get back to the way they was finishing the season last year. Uh, I'm going to go with the Jaguars on this one. I think they're going to cover uh, Pittsburgh. Like you said, they had a impressive win last week over the Rams on the road. They're 4-2 and two this year. Uh, but uh, I just don't think that they have enough for Jacksonville this week and uh, blame Canada. <laughs> the next 1 o'clock game, the Philadelphia Eagles 
travel to D.C. to face the Washington Commanders. Philly's a seven-point favorite. Gage, who you got in this one? Uh, talking earlier, um, I said about the Commanders last week, Sam Howell and the whole team got swallowed by the Giants, only held to seven points. After the game, though, Jonathan Allen, defensive tackle for the team, he let his feelings be known with a couple of um, not-safe-for-work sentences that he said. Um, there could be some inner tor- turmoil and trouble building within this team. Philly coming off an impressive week. Um, A.J. Brown is currently on a five-game streak with 125-plus receiving yards. The run game in Philly has been unstoppable. Unstoppable. If you get the third or fourth and short, you might as well just give them the first down because they're just going to tush-push it right up the middle and get the first down. Uh, give me Philly on this one and give me the points. This is one of those games that after Washington comes off of a boring, low-scoring game, this is one of those games where I think they come back and they play competitively with Philly. Uh, they played a few weeks ago. Philly beat them 34-31 in Philly. Uh, I kind of feel like the same kind of a thing is going to go on here again this week. And I think that Washington this time, they're going to come out and they're going to be ready and they're not – I'm not picking them to beat Philly. No, no way. Oh. Philly's going to come out. Philly's going to throw for – a lot of yards in this one. This is going to be a high-scoring kind of game, I believe. Philly's going to win. Philly's not going to cover. Philly's going to Philly's going to win by another field goal game again. Man, yeah. You had me and everybody else fooled on that one at the beginning. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Next game. <laughs> the Houston Texans will travel to the winless Carolina Panthers in Charlotte. Houston's a three-point favorite. This is a battle of the top two picks in the NFL draft. Gage, who you like in this one? I mean, like you said, Carolina, winless. They have just absolutely stunk this year. And the Texans are being led by a quarterback who's played pretty well. Probably a strong runner for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, not much to say about this game. I think the Panthers' misery continues. I think Houston comes out with a win. And give me the points. I think it'll be probably a touchdown, maybe a 10-point game. Yeah, I'm with you on this all the way. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, that connection uh, just keeps getting stronger every week. It seems like Carolina has not shown anything this year at all. Uh Bryce Young, number one pick. C.J. Stroud looks like he may have been uh, the guy that should have been the number one pick in this draft, but he wasn't. So I'll take the Texans in this one, and I think that they'll cover that spread. We move on to the afternoon slate, the 4 o'clock slate. The Cleveland Browns travel up to the northwest to face the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is a four-point favorite. Deshaun Watson, looks like he's going to be out again this week. Gage, are you liking this matchup? P.J. Walker looking to be the starter again this week. Um, One of their running backs, Jerome Ford, he's going to miss at least this game, maybe the next one too with an injury. So it's going to be the Kareem Hunt show. Um, But I, I don't know. Seahawks last week, even without D.K. Metcalf, they were able to put up a pretty good offensive showing including uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba touchdown, which was the first of his career. 
I know we said before how the Browns defense supposed to be one of the best, then they go and let 38 points score to Indianapolis. I don't think this game is going to be as high of a scoring game as it was last week, but I expect Seattle to get the running game going once again with Kenneth Walker. I expect Geno to be able to go out there and throw some more touchdowns, probably to lock it, Smith and Jigba. Um, I don't know if Metcalf is playing this week, so I'm not going to say him. But I'm going to take the Seahawks on this one, and I will take the points. After last week, Cleveland giving up so many points against Indy, Seattle's offense on paper is better than Indy's offense. But I don't think Cleveland's going to give up that much this time. Also, Cleveland has P.J. Walker starting. (laughs) And... Kareem Hunt is the running back. Uh, Ever since Chubbs went down, they haven't really, you know, got the running game going that well. He said Ford's out this week, too. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to say the Seahawks are going to win this game. It's going to be close. The over-under is 38. Wow. Uh, I'm going to take the over on this uh, because I think Seattle will put up a few points there. But uh, they're four-point favorite. I'm going to say Cleveland covers. The four points. Seattle wins it. The 425 matchup. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to Denver to face the Denver Broncos after coming off of a victory for the first time at home. Uh, Kansas City is a seven-point favorite. Gage, how are you liking this matchup? After watching last, uh, last week's game for the Chiefs, they ex- Exploded. The Mahomes and Kelsey connection was on point. Kelsey had, I think it was like 12 catches, 150 some odd yards, maybe more than that in a touchdown. Mahomes, I think, threw for over 400. Must be nice to have, you know, someone that can go for over 400 on your team, but that's beside the point. Um, the, uh, the big question for the Kansas City Chiefs, will Taylor Swift be at the game? And for this week, I don't think it matters if she's there, if she's watching in a plane, if she's watching at home, or not even watching at all. I don't think the Chiefs lose this game at all. Their defense, or the Broncos' defense, I should say, is okay. I mean, you got Pat Sertain in the back, but, I mean, that's about it. Um, The, the Broncos may be lucky to put up 14 here, uh, and that's a really long shot, I think. Give me Kansas City, and I'm definitely going to take the points on this one. Yeah, they. it seems like they just played a couple weeks ago <laughs> because they did. And it was 19-8. to It was an ugly Thursday night game. Denver's defense, you know, played pretty well. Denver's defense has played pretty well since giving up 70 earlier in the year to Miami. Since then, you know, I mean, if you're giving up – 19 or or 30 points even, it looks pretty good compared to 70. (laughs) But Kansas City is getting it rolling, like you said last week. It was just an offensive clinic last week against the Chargers in a kind of a shootout there. Uh, The biggest question in this game, you hit on it, is is Taylor Swift going to be there? I mean, that's all we really care about in this game right here. Uh, Who knows if she'll be there in the stands, you know, up in the box, watching the game, cheering on her man, Kelsey. 
give me the Chiefs in this one, and they're going to cover the spread, whether she's there or not. But that's what everybody will be watching for in this one because the game is already decided before <laughs> it gets started. All right. The next 425 matchup, it's the Baltimore Ravens facing the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Baltimore is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, are you liking this one? As much, as much as I would love to say bad things about Baltimore and good things about Arizona, I really can't. I mean, Baltimore last week, they just put on a clinic against Detroit. I don't think anyone expected that game to be as big of a a blowout as it uh, was. Arizona, they've just been bad. I actually feel bad for the team. Um, Kyler Murray returned to practice a little bit, but I think it's going to be some time before he actually is, uh, in for a game. Uh, I hate to say this, but give me the Ravens here. Um, and I do think they cover, I think Baltimore's offense is just that good. And Arizona's defense is just that bad. I'm going to roll with you here with the Ravens and the cover here. The Ravens last week, nobody saw that coming. Uh, Baltimore just absolutely dominating Detroit. And Gus Edwards had a like a career day. You know, he had 64 yards on the ground. He had one reception, and it went 80 yards. <laughs> uh, you know, he didn't get in, but, you know, 80 yards on, on a passing play, and that was his only reception of the game. They're, they're getting it rolling up there again. Lamar threw for over 350 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and they just absolutely dominated them. I don't see how this is going to be any different this week. Arizona has been somewhat competitive in most games. I don't see them being competitive this week, even if it is at home. Give me Baltimore. Give me the points in this one. The last 425 game this Sunday, the Cincinnati Bengals. Head out west, young man, to San Francisco to face the San Francisco 49ers. Niners are a four-point favorite with Brock Purdy doubtful. Gage, are you liking this one? Yeah, you hit on that. Wow, four-point favorite from Niners. That is surprising. Um, But you hit on it. The biggest story for this game is Brock Purdy. He's in concussion protocol. Sam Darnold will most likely be starting. And as everyone has seen with Darnold and the games that he's played in, you'll never get an okay performance. He's either really good or really bad. There is no in-between with him. Um, I don't think that he's had much time to prepare for this week since his defense has been very good and their offense really coming alive. Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon a little bit. He's still looking to get back on track. But, I mean, it's Sam Darnold. You're, if the Bengals lose this week, yeah, there might be a problem. Give me Cincinnati and, of course, uh, the points. I like the sounds of that right there. Give me the Bengals in the upset this week as well. No Brock Purdy. Well, he's doubtful. Concussion protocol. I'd say he's probably not playing. Purdy's out. Debo's out. If you're a Bengals fan, this is the best week to catch those 49ers. They've come off of a couple of weak performances, you know, back-to-back losses. Give me the third loss in a row for them 49ers. Bengals coming off a of bye week. Burrow got an extra week to get that calf healthy. T. Higgins, 
Jamar Chase, hopefully Higgins can get back on the same page with him. Him and Jamar was already getting some connections, Burrow was. Get that running game going. Bengals get it right again this week. And they'll go to four to three, four and three, and the Niners will drop their third straight, a team that looked indestructible a couple of weeks ago. Now on the ropes. Man, that's for crazy a little to, bit. No. That's crazy to think of though, that they start out five and zero, and then have the potential after this week to be five and three. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy. I was looking towards this game a few weeks ago and I was like, man, when the Bengals come off of a bye, that is gonna be really hard to win. And then, you know, certain things happen and now it's you know, I'm surprised it's a four point favorite still. Yeah. Yeah. with Purdy being out. Uh, so uh, now we'll go to the Sunday night game, and this one all of a sudden doesn't look as bad as it would have a couple of weeks ago. Or maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the Chicago Bears coming off of a win over the Vegas Raiders will travel to L.A. to face the L.A. Chargers. Both these teams just have two wins. L.A. is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who are you liking this matchup? Yeah, this week, we kind of talked about him earlier, but Justin Fields, he's still doubtful. Um, I don't think he's expected to play. Uh, Tyson Bagent, Bagent, I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, but hopefully one of those two was right. He played pretty good last week. I mean, completed, I think, 21 passes, but under 200 yards. And this week he's dealing with a lot better defense with Bosa and Mack on the edge. Then you got uh, Derwin James, Asante Samuel in the back of the defense. And then you have on the Chargers offensive side, I mean, Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Joshua Kelly, Keenan Allen. I, I mean, the list could keep going on and on and on. Um, I think the Chargers are going to get back in the win column, going to get this team really moving a bit. Justin Herbert probably going to ball out. I think the Chargers end with a win here, but I don't think they cover. I'm not going to take the points, but I will take a Chargers win. I'm going to go with you on this one as well. I'm going to take a Chargers win. I don't think they're going to cover, but the Chargers have got to start getting some wins here, right? If they want to be any anywhere close to the playoff scene in the AFC, uh, you know, they scored 17 last week against the Chiefs. Uh, they played pretty competitively the week before, but, you know, just the wins haven't come yet. And I think that they'll get it here. The Bears last week putting up 30. Impressive until you see who they played. <laughs> but for the Bears, you know, with the backup quarterback, uh, Tyson Bagent, Bagent, secret Bagent man, whatever, you know, he's in there again this week on the road in L.A., uh, I'll just take the Chargers here, but they're they're not covering. The Bears will keep it close. And how do we always get these Sunday night games or Thursday night games that are just uh, – uh, it seems that way the last few weeks, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, even tonight's game, I mean, on paper, Bills and the Bucks doesn't sound like that good of a matchup, but it's actually turned into pretty decent. But then you look at this Sunday night game, it's like, okay – I mean, is the NFL rigged? Is this game actually going to be good? I doubt it. And uh, Also about that Tyson Badgent kid, uh, watched the video last week. Apparently his dad is some, like, super strong, very good, uh, known arm wrestler. So that was kind of cool to find out. But, I mean, 
kid came out of D2 playing football. Kind of just impressive for him to get in a chance in the NFL, let alone his first start being a win. Well, that's an interesting fact. Maybe uh, he's got a strong arm, maybe. I don't know. Gets it from his dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, the Monday night game doesn't get much better, really. No. The L.A. Raiders. Oh, L.A. Oh, boy. The Las Vegas Raiders travel to Detroit to face the Detroit Lions. Detroit is an eight-point favorite. Gage, are you liking this matchup? This is another thing that we talked about earlier of the Raiders. Do we know who they're going to be starting at quarterback this week? Because it really surprised me, at least, when they started Brian Hoyer over their rookie, Aiden O'Connell. Um, But I don't think it matters who they start. The Lions are coming out after getting embarrassed last week. And they're looking to get back on track. They're going to go and get Amon Raw. Uh, back involved. Jameer Gibbs scored uh, last week his first touchdown, so they might be trying to get that running game really going again. Jamison Williams, get him involved, the speedster. Uh, on the Raiders' side, I mean, you got Devontae Adams, but I mean, you got either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell throwing to him. So, you know, there's not really much of a chance there, I don't think, for the Raiders. Lions in this game, should be a rather easy one for them. Um, I'm going to take the points. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was back and limited in practice, uh, so he's on track to start Monday. Uh, but I don't think that that matters. Uh, Detroit, in what was the most disappointing game last week to me, was the way that the Lions come out and was absolutely dominated. I mean, my hatred for the Ravens already – and I'm, I kind of like the lines a little bit uh, with Dan Campbell. He's like, seems like, you know, kind of a, you know, good guy, you know, kind of coached, kind of like, yeah, fire you up, kind of, you know, always, yeah, yeah, you know, get some gravelly voice and everything like that. Hard knocks last year. He was a superstar. And for them to come out last week and just play an egg in Baltimore, really disappointing. This week, I think they get back on track, though. I think they get that offense back up and going. Uh, you touched on Jamison Williams. Uh, I don't know how many catches he had last week, but before that, I think he had like five receptions all year, and he only had like less than 10 for his whole career in two years. They've got to get him going. And if they can get him going, look out, because I think that offense is going to be explosive. They, but it starts Monday. If they – uh, bottled up Williams pretty well. He had zero catches. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's, you've got to get him some catches here this week and get it going. But Detroit's going to win this one. Uh, I don't think they're going to cover, though. It's eight points. Um, I think they'll win by about seven. Uh, so, give me Detroit there. So, yeah. There's the there's our picks for the week. Eight, week eight of the NFL season. And hopefully it turns out a lot better than last week. Yeah, it can't. I mean, you know, it, it can get worse, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, it's got to be a little bit better, you know. I, I would hope so. Four and eight does not look good on my track record. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I said, everybody can have a bad week every once in a while. <laughs> well, uh, also, if, if we want to just go down the pick, you know, bad weeks of picks or whatever, 
uh, we both said that we thought Houston was going to win the World Series. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Uh, Houston's not playing in the World Series. It's the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. And neither of those teams I expected at any point in this season to be in the World Series. Um, I, I think people kind of found out last week my hatred for the Phillies um, when I said that they have the worst fan base in sports. Um, I still hold on to that because after they lost Game 7, which I was cheering and dancing around my room uh, when that last <laughs> out got made, um, to see people on Facebook still like blaming the refs, or sorry, blaming the ump. And blaming the coaching. But you don't see anything about how Trey Turner and Bryce Harper went 1-for-28 in the series. You don't see anything about how maybe they need to get better pitching. It's always blame someone else. Blame someone else. Oh, we got this next year. Yeah, you said that last year. Mm-hmm. And and Nick Castellanos, he went like 0-for oh his last 25. I mean, that's one of your three big home run hitters. And, yeah, you just need to admit that uh, you weren't the better team in that, and uh, wait till next year. <laughs> but, I mean, if we're going between these two teams, uh, I think it's actually going to be a pretty good series. Both teams have very good pitching. They have very good hitting. Um, I'm going to take the Rangers, and I think it'll be in six. So give me Texas in six on that. Uh, I also, I like that pick, too. I think Texas is going to win in six. Uh you know, they just got – that Nathan Evaldi, some of his pitches, man, are just wicked. I mean, he the movement so on the – Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know how you hit that. I mean, it's like a wiffle ball at 90 mile an hour. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's fun to watch. It should be a fun series. Like you said, both teams are, are surprisingly there. But both teams are actually deservingly to be there too with uh, the pitching and the hitting there. But I'll take the Rangers in this one, too. And, yeah, that's our baseball pick for the week. (laughs) All right, man. Well, thanks for joining again this week. Week 8 picks. We'll be back next week with week 9 picks. And the only thing I could could say is hopefully the Steelers prove me wrong again this week. Yeah, you'll be live and in person watching them Steelers. Oh, yeah. Next Next week. Next week. Next Thursday. Next week. Yep. All right, man. Well, you have a good one. You enjoy that game, and we'll talk to you next time. All righty. Talk to you later.